0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Coffee and Books. This is, I'm your host, Scott, where we talk about different coffee and books that I have recently either drank or read, and I'd love to hear from you, uh, mainly because I like talking to you guys. I like letting you hear and listen to what I'm listening to. I have some great stories out there. Uh, This one is going to be a particular favorite of mine I recently read. I've actually been recently inspired to read more of this author just because of this first book. Um, So today's story is How the Irish uh, Saved Civilization. It's by the author Thomas um, Cowhill, which I'm probably mispronouncing or butchering it. Um, This author is a best-selling author. This book was very popular, I think, in the 90s. Um, The author also has a couple of other books that are well-known, such as The Gifts of the Jews and there are also other book series that his author has more recently come out with, but this is a very good starting point for his work, mainly because it talks about a, a story that many of us don't learn and realize. Um, this is a story, or the untold story, I should say, of how the Irish definitely saved Western civilization. So first, before we go and understand what was happening, we need to know... What, who the Irish are, where they're from. If you're not familiar with geography, I'm sure you can figure it out very shortly. The Irish are located on an island near the United Kingdom in Europe. Uh, basically, the island is split between two countries, uh, the United Kingdom in the north, and in the south is the country itself, Ireland, and their government. Um, Ireland, of course, wants to be unified. Um, you might have recently heard me talk about one of the books that I like to read about the Troubles, uh, very, very good story and book series. Um, this goes back way further. This goes back to the start of the history of Ireland. And what we know from the history of Ireland actually comes from the Roman Empire. So first we kind of have to go into the Romans, which you may or may not be familiar with. The Roman Empire was most famous for its dealings with the United Kingdom in the early era of Caesar. As Caesar was one of the first uh, emperors, or should I, or should I say back then, uh, co-leaders to lead the way uh, to expansion in the Roman Empire, and in particular, the United Kingdom, or at that time, Britain, uh, particularly that island, was just part of the edge of the world of that empire. Um, what Romans brought with them was what they considered to be civilization. Um, in particular, Latin um, you know, rulings, uh, the Roman civilization ways, uh, you know, their forms of government, their ideas of what people should be like, Um, You know, the Romans were warriors and run sort of loosely and interconnectedly for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, You know, the full empire, I think, actually collapsed in 1453 AD, the Eastern Empire. But this particular, the Roman Empire, what we're talking about and how it relates to Ireland, deals in particular with the Western Roman Empire, the more famous Roman Empire. Um, The famous deal with the Roman Empire was that they considered themselves to be in undefeatable. They expanded outward more and more as they conquered more and more territories and resources they wanted to expand. They pretty much conquered the whole globe. Um, but in particular, when they got to England, um, or I should say again, Britain, uh, they ran into different types of people who lived on these islands. And so they built a wall, Herod's Wall, which divided the north and the south uh, of basically what is Scotland and England. Um, Ireland was sort of its own little deal and thing, and again, different types of people lived there. Um, The Picts are a very famous example, who painted themselves blue and scared the crap out of the Romans. Uh, But basically, the Romans considered all the people, for our purposes in Ireland, savages or barbarians, people who weren't civilized according to their nature. Uh, Basically, anyone who wasn't Roman was considered to be a barbarian. Um, And these people definitely fit that category. Now, we know for a fact that there were groups of people such as the Druids that lived in Ireland and in England and in Scotland, and these people had, you know, their own sort of religious movement and, you know, their own specific meaning. And what happened was, is that basically during 400 AD, the Roman Empire and the West collapsed suddenly after constant invasions. Uh, This is partly because of enemies at their gates all the time, but it's also because the Empire was stretched way too thin and there weren't enough resources to keep the whole place connected together. Um, As a result of all of this, what you mainly need to know for the start of this story is that when the Empire collapsed, that is when we entered the Dark Ages, when the fall of Rome basically happened, There was no communication between one city or town to the next, even though it took years and years for the news to reach places like Ireland, you know, the borders of the empire. Basically, for our purposes, the entire society collapsed. People did not read as much, they didn't farm as much, they lost the tools and technology that the ancients had. Um, It's actually quite amazing what the collapse of civilization, most people in the West, uh, and, and particularly in Europe, Uh, did not have the ability to, you know, like I said, live a very good life anymore. Uh, The quality of life went down, uh, people became more superstitious, uh, more problems happened. Uh, Another factor that we have to consider is that the Roman Empire basically adopted Christianity as its, you know, sort of modern religion, uh, which happened, of course, during the same time period as uh, Caesar to sort of the present time in the 400s. Uh, While all that was happening, uh, and the Roman society adapted to Christianity as becoming the mainstream religion, um, it was sort of done in a particular way, uh, took aspects of different societies and combined them together. But basically, what it comes down to is that the Roman society uh, sort of adopted Christianity as a sort of pseudo way of obeying the emperor or the king. Uh, this was a way that people did to please the Emperor to show that they had loyalty and whoever was leading and in charge. When society collapsed in the 400s, there wasn't as much of a reason for people to uh, swear disloyalty anymore. Uh, so a lot of civilization that we consider important for Western civilization was lost. Um, many books, many people didn't read Latin anymore, uh, like I said, or do any reading in general. Um, and as such, the main people who took control and kept the flame alive were people who were sort of missionaries, people who went from place to place and spread the word of the gospel, but most importantly, these people also were clergy members, people who worked with the church, um, again, who brought this to different regions of the world. Ireland is one of those places where these clergymen existed, um, and Christianity had a sort of a special resurgence in Ireland. Um, and this book talks a lot about that. This book talks about how the Irish were sort of this group of people who were uh, sort of in an uncivilized place, but then with the collapse of the empire, the, the time was ripe and perfect for you know, a sort of new movement to happen, new types of ways people viewed Christianity uh, that came out of Ireland. It, it spread all over Europe, and pretty much it made uh, all of Europe uh, westernized and Christianized. Um, and this was partly through the fact that people in Ireland were becoming the sort of mainstream way of how we view the church. Uh, but that is why Christianity was very important in Ireland, and specifically Catholicism, uh, which we see it comes directly out of Ireland itself. Um, you know, the the kings of England and Scotland, as we shall see, were on a very different path. But for all our purposes, um, Ireland saved civilization primarily because there were monks that were living in Ireland that could read and write, and they passed down this information, in particular discussed and kept open discussions about religion. They also did a very good job of copying down works and making new copies of books that were lost to the ages. Um, It's incredible to think about, but in this time period, many of those libraries that were across the world were destroyed or looted or burned, Um, And we lost an incredible amount of technology and material, again, for the time period. But it was thanks to some of these monks that were so adamant about writing things down and copying them that some of that technology was saved and some of those stories were saved. Um, And in Ireland, of course, to the modern era, had a lot of complications, which we shall see from their history. But it's nice to think about and know that at one point in time in history, a few monks living on the edge of civilization... Uh, inspired people to basically rejoin or rather spread the word of the gospel um, in Christianity, which led to a revolution that probably led to the Renaissance in our modern Western society today. And if it wasn't for those few monks, we probably would all be either uh, living a very different life. Anyway, that's the story of how the Irish saved civilization. If you'd like to learn more, please check out the author, Thomas Cowhill. Um, again, he has other book series as well. It's a best selling book. Uh, I think you'll like it. Um, I'm going to give this book a series a four out of five. Um, I give it a four out of five because I enjoyed the story, not a five because the story at times can be a little bit, uh, again, harder to understand and read. But the book was very quick and easy to understand. And, go through for the most part. So if you are sort of an interested a history learner, this is perfect for you. If you're a new or beginning reader, maybe this isn't the best place, but I definitely recommend this book if you like history. Um, anyway, if you'd like to feel email me, feel free to uh, drop some more book suggestions. My email is scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16 at yahoo.com. Have a great day.